and welcome to the Synaptic Empire audio transmission number 137. We are finally getting to that odds and ends episode I had talked about during the uh, the top 24 of 2020, and here we are. If you are just joining, thank you so much for, uh, for finding the show, and if you're returning, thank you so much for liking what I do here. I know I'm uh, sort of all over the map, and I hope that you appreciate the variety with which I bring. Hopefully that's grammatically correct. Uh, we started things off today with Gizm, Endless Blockade for the Pussyfooters. Now, that was originally released in 1983 on a record called Detestation. They were one of the first, let's say, Japanese acts that was mixing hardcore punk with heavy metal and kind of came up with the, their own sound. Over the years, they they sort of became a, a legendary uh, Japanese act for just being absolutely insane. Uh, frontman Sukevi is just uh, just out of control sort of frontman. I was just reading about him a minute ago about how 
on a uh, basically on a subway. Somebody had pissed him off and he pulled a flamethrower on him and that got him some jail time. What's, what's great about this is it's finally been re-released. I've had a bootleg CD of this album since 95. And I've got to throw shout outs to uh, my friend Darren Plank and uh, John Teague of Pinkish Black. They turned me on to, to Gizm way, way, way back in the day. Obviously about 25 years ago, 26 years ago now. And uh, I wound up being able to get a copy of that. And I've had it for a while. It's, it's actually a disc of the first two records. Please pardon my dog in the background if you can hear him. I, I, he doesn't know what he's, what he's talking about. He loves Gizm. <laughs> anyway, originally the, the name stood for Gorilla Incendiary Sabotage Mutineer. And uh, over the years, it's taken on several different meanings and different titles. But the great thing about this is that finally, after all this time, getting a release here in America, a proper release, it may not sound as good as the old bootlegs, which is what I've read, people have thought. Uh, I usually don't catch those kinds of nuances. I'm sorry. I'm not that audiophile, I guess. But man, yeah, just having Gizm being released in 2020, pretty exciting. So I had to uh, I had to pick that up. I, I would say the LP is really cool. It unfortunately has like a fake Obi strip on it, which is those, those things that you always see on Japanese releases, the strip that goes around whatever physical release it is or on the side of the spine on a CD. It's a fake one which is kind of a bummer. And they did sort of change up a little bit of the artwork. Uh, you know, they were very controversial back in the day. And, you know, like there was a, a swastika on the, the artwork and all this. That was taken off. And there was some umbrage brought up about that with among some fans and people who had bought it. But, uh, you know, if you were going to pick this up, I, w- I would honestly suggest picking up the CD because if you didn't get the super deluxe version of this release... You didn't get the additional 7-inch that has three more songs on it, which all come on the CD. It's kind of janky, I think. (laughs) You pay $25 for an LP that only comes with six songs. You pay $10 for a CD that has nine or ten or however many it ends up having. Nine, I believe. I believe believe there were only three extra songs, so it would have been nine songs. But yeah, regardless, again, I, I digress. Excited to have Gizm around in 20 2021 somewhere around there so right now i guess somewhere around there is right now so anyway yeah that was a that was a re-release what i'm doing here is the odds and ends stuff Uh, i'm looking at things that i really enjoyed that maybe fell right outside of the top 24 or were re-releases there were a lot of re-releases and we're seeing that a lot more today where a lot of albums are getting this deluxe treatment or this remaster reissue treatment which is great uh, I found that in 2020, fortunately, I had no concert budget, so I was able to spend that on music, but it really ate into like my new music budget. I- I'm not going to lie. Uh, really, some really cool stuff. But yeah, we're going to talk about the re-releases that I really liked, like a couple of EPs and, you know, just some things that, uh, you know, maybe a couple of archival releases that came out. So yeah, just uh, just sort of sit back there and I'll ramble. I'm going to stop rambling here. Off of the Simple Minds re-release, the deluxe box set of Street Fighting Years, which honestly is not my favorite Simple Minds record. I like it a lot more after getting this box. I got it strictly for collection purposes because I'd already bought three of these boxes before with New Gold Dream and Once Upon a Time and uh, Sparkle in the Rain. I'd already gotten those. I'm a collector and I'm a completist, so I have to have all of it. But once I read the book, it made a lot more sense to me because if you were a Simple Minds fan in 89, whenever this came out, this record really didn't make a whole lot of sense, or at least it didn't to me. And what they sort of expounded on, and they talked about how they just scrapped the U.S. tour because record sales weren't where they needed them to be. It was a very European record, a very political European record that, you know, it, back in the days before the internet, stuff you really didn't know about. You just got it and you went, oh, that. Doesn't really speak to me at all. I'm not really excited about this. Uh, and, and now I listen to it and it makes a lot more sense and I enjoy it much more. But man, 32 years ago, I thought it was a big old hunk of crap. Now, maybe had that tour come to America, it might have maybe explained more or maybe have sold the record more to, to the fans here. I'm not quite sure. 
But anyway, on this box, you get a big show. Uh, one of the big shows from that tour was in Verona. And from that show, this is the song Kick It In from Street Fighting Years live. So here you go. Enjoy, sit back, and I'll see you in a bit. Come stay.
honestly, how good is it to get a new ACDC record in 2020 that it ended up being really good and you, you weren't like cringing about it? Man, I tell you what, Power Up just barely missed out on being in the top 24 this year. Uh, man, it is so good. It's such a good little rock record. And, uh, you know, we all know the story. We know that it's, a you know, a lot of Malcolm riffs made it onto this album. And, you know, but just hearing Brian Johnson back and just, I don't know, man, it just, it's a really good record. I, I think I would be remiss. To, and I know there's people out there that are going to disagree with me or, or agree with me. Or I think Joey will probably disagree with me on this. <laughs> which is where I'm going. Joey Haney, you know, my producer of Rock Strikes 10 fame. I don't think that you can talk about the ACDC record in 2020 without bringing up the Aussie record in 2020. I was really excited about the Aussie record, to be honest, to be able to go out and get a new one. And I, and I bought it like opening week or first weekend at Target, picked it up, got in the car, listened to it. And I was like, all right, that was good. I was, you know, badass. And I tell you what, the, Every time I tried listening to it afterwards, it was, it wasn't even like a diminishing return. I was just less interested and less interested and less interested. Now, I am never going to try to pass off that I am the world's biggest Ozzy Osbourne fan. I dig him. I think he has done a lot of great work over the years. That's, you know, with that, I mean, it's not like I, I can tell you anything about Scream or Black Rain or any, you know, besides maybe like a single that was played on WWE. I, I've probably listened to those records each once and just been like, okay, cool. And put them away. But man, I thought ordinary man was terrible. In the end, I felt like ordinary man was a terrible record. And supposedly he's in the, in the studio working on new material now, which that's great. If you can get out there and keep doing it and at 70, that's awesome. You know, but man, I thought, I thought that record was really bad. And that has nothing, that's not saying anything about the post Malone involvement or the Elton John involvement. I just thought it was bad. I bring that up to come back to the ACDC record though, is, you know, definitely a, a six star record. And the song I played there was rejection off of power up. So if you haven't gone out and picked up power up, I would very much endorse this record and say, go out and do that. Right now, a complete 180, a uh, guy by the name of Chris Stapleton. We've all heard of him now, you know, huge singer-songwriter out of, out of Nashville and, you know, ended up making his own records and, and blowing up and all that. I mean, the guy ended up big enough that they had to cancel. And I think it's been rescheduled for this year. And if it happens, I'm hoping to, uh, to be able to go see him at the new Ranger Stadium. He's uh, supposed to be doing a festival over there. I mean, when Willie is opening for you, you've done something pretty cool. Anyway, he released a double album this year by the name of Starting Over, which is in true Chris Stapleton fashion. It's a, it's a tremendous record. I just wound up getting this really way too late to get it in, to be honest. So, And, there's, and that's pretty much the, the problem with some of this stuff here is it just I got it too late and I didn't get enough into it. Uh, I know the McCartney got in and that was a, that was a December release, but that ended up being so good. I, I was shocked. Anyway, I say all of that from Chris Stapleton starting over. This is devil always made me think twice right here on an odds and ends episode of the synaptic empire audio transmissions. <laughs>
talking to you in my head Come to adore you I don't know how You keep me alive Through these frozen hours The weather's woven I want you now I've been watching
I was talking about reissues and remasters that had come out this year, and to omit this would be a huge travesty. I was never, and I've got to come clean, I was never the biggest Tripping Daisy fan in the 90s. I was not. I was a Toadies fan. I bled Toadie. I, you know, I bled. That's I bled Rubberneck. I, I that was that was my tribe, and that's what I did. I like Tripping Daisy exponentially more now than I did then. With that, they re-released for the first time on vinyl. Jesus hits like the atom bomb last year, and I'll tell you, the CD. I've, I mean, I've listened to the CD, and I, I thought the CD was was fine. Getting this remaster on vinyl, and it's it's sometimes, you know, you get the big argument between CD and vinyl and CD and vinyl, and, you know, CD is perfectly clean, and then the vinyl has the warmth. This remaster, I cannot recommend this more. This thing is, and I mean this in the best light that I can, this thing is unnecessarily creative, and I mean that as as the biggest compliment. There's so much stuff inside those grooves that comes out that I don't necessarily pick out on the, when I listen to the CD, but on this, this new remaster, it is a gorgeous piece of work. You, you might, you, you know, if you like music and you enjoy music, I, I've got to highly recommend you go pick up the Jesus Hits Like the Atom Bomb double LP release that came out last year. Just do it. Prior to that, we heard new music from The Damned, they released an EP last year, and it just, it, it was good. I think it was really good. The Damned are one of the big 15, so I can't, you know, uh, obviously I'm going to grade it a little harder than, than some other things. They released a record called The Rockfield Files, and it's a little uh, six or seven song EP that came out. And I really, uh, I, I think it's really good, but it just didn't, uh, didn't hook me. And I also got it very late in the year as well, so I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it. But off of that, off of the Rockfield Files, we have The Spider and the Fly from The Damned. You know, I always love hearing from you here on the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions. You can email me, thesynaptic1 at gmail.com, or you can go over to iTunes, which I think I may still be on iTunes. I think I am. If I am, please love us five-star review. Also, along with, you can go over to Podchaser and leave a five-star review over there. I believe this is a five-star show, and if my aforementioned producer Joey Haney of Rock Strikes 10 fame were here, he would tell you absolutely 100% this is a five-star show. It better be, because I spent a lot of money <laughs> on this show. On all on these last three shows, it shows just... I. That doesn't even scratch the surface of the amount of music that I bought over over 2020 because I bought a lot, a lot. And I mean, that goes for filling in CD holes in the collection or filling in LP holes, this and that. I bet I bought at least 250 pieces of music in, in 2020. Just unreal. Trying to keep up with it. Just crazy. Also, while we were talking about the Tripping Daisy, we were talking about the reissues and remasters. Moon Duo re-released their album Escape from 2010 uh, in an expanded version. A again, another beautiful remaster. The packaging is just gorgeous. So here, from Moon Duo, who we know is a Synaptic fave rave, this is Set It On Fire off of Escape right here on the Synaptic Empire Odds and Ends. Very special episode. <laughs>
On Jubilee Street There was a girl named B She had a history Yeah, but she's got no past When they shut her down Yeah, well, the Russians moved in Now I'm too scared I'm too scared To even walk on paths But here I come Up the hill I'm pushing my wheel of love I got love in my tummy And a tiny little pain And a ten-ton catastrophe On a sixty-pound chain And I'm pushing My wheel of love Up Jubilee Street well, look at me now, look at me now Ah, oh, look at me now Ah, oh, look at me now Look at me now The problem was she had a little black book And my name was written on every page Yeah, well, a girl's gotta make ends meet Especially down on Jubilee Street I was out of place and time I was over the hill I was out of my fucking mind On Jubilee Street These days I go downtown In my tired tales I gotta feed us Yeah, on the leash I am alone now I am beyond recriminations The curtains are shut The furniture is gone I'm transforming I'm vibrating I am a glowing I am a flying Well, I'm transforming I'm vibrating Well, look at me now I am glowing, I am flying Well, look at me now I'm transforming, I'm vibrating Well, look at me now Yeah, I'm transforming, I'm vibrating I am glowing, I am flying Look at me now I 
always waiting Right now I'm thinking about these things I know But the daylight will soon be breaking From the 40th studio album, wrap your head around that 40th studio album from Neil Young, Homegrown. That was White Line there. Now, that record was actually recorded back in uh, 74 and 75. Should have probably come out between On the Beach and Zuma, but it didn't. We wound up getting it here in 2020. And there's a lot of like archival Neil Young records that are coming out, and they're really great. I mean, that guy really didn't do much wrong. Or still hasn't. He's still alive. Shouldn't talk about him posthumously. <laughs> like like he's, uh, you know, passed away. Because he hasn't. Hopefully I'm not going to summon that like I did Johnny Cash back in 2003. But yeah, Neil Young. He's also on my bucket list of somebody who I've never seen live that has always, you know, always kind of eluded me. I should have seen him in 92. The tour that he did with Social Distortion and Sonic Youth. 91, 92. Something like that. It was 91. Sorry, 91. That would have been a fantastic tour to see. Because, I mean, that guy taking out those two bands at that time just showed that, you know, really kind of looking to the future of, of music or making sure he knows what's going on in the now. Pretty great there. Uh, anyway, like I said, White Line from Neil Young, Homegrown. And prior to Neil Young, we heard from Nick Cave, another kind of archival sort of thing live, live sort of recording came out last year just him alone at alexandra Palais. it's called idiot prayer he was doing a song there off of push the sky away the wonderful jubilee street uh, that's one of those songs that on the record on the actual studio recording of that it's a very subdued song but when you see it live with the whole band with the bad seeds it just takes on a whole different life and this is interesting because it's a whole different thing here as well so I hope you enjoyed that. I know I've played the original many years ago. Many years ago, whenever it first came out. So hopefully you dug that right then. Another record that just barely missed out on the top 24 this year was an EP by a local band here called Forids. Uh, you know I love my DFW bands and DFW music. And uh, they played a show for me last year. Year before last. God, year before last. Seems weird that I've gone a, a full year without promoting any sort of rock shows. A uh, full year plus. But they are a really good little punk rock band, and I really dig them. They released an EP by the name of Blood Money last year. Uh, you can pick it up over on Bandcamp. This is Forids with Oblivious, right here on the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmission number 137, a very special Odds and Ends episode. <laughs>
Someone posted not long after the release of this record, Sturgill Simpson's singing bluegrass songs was not the record I thought I needed for 2020, but it certainly is. I wish I could remember who said that. Uh, they weren't wrong, and that is a fantastic offering there from Sturgill Simpson, who's, who's just kind of turned into a an all-around pure, true artist, just not really taken like a regular path as uh, as some have he's just done whatever he wants and that's exactly how you should do it if people gravitate to it fantastic but don't try to cater that always sucks you always end up with uh, mediocrity and not being true to yourself as an artist so there you go off of the cut and grass double lp uh, that was all the pretty colors there from sturgill simpson you can join me out in the cyber world, the Synaptic Empire, on Facebook. You can also follow me at Twitter and Instagram at the Synaptic Empire. You can email me, the Synaptic One, at gmail.com. And you can also go over to the Synaptic Empire.com, where I will occasionally, and I do mean very occasionally, blog. Maybe I'm going to finally get this stuff up for, uh, for the, <laughs> the odds and ends and the for your disapproval lists from the top 24. Maybe. Who knows? You'll have to keep an eye out for it. Otherwise, there's still like 175 articles over there you can go take a look at and read through and kill some time because uh, that's the best thing to do is kill some time. As always, I'd like to thank my cnjradio.com family for giving me this time to spend with you. And if you're not familiar with all of the shows on the cnjradio.com network, you need to get familiar with them. There's all sorts of great stuff there from the flagship of Wrestling House Show with Chris Cat and the aforementioned Joey Haney. Joey's own show with Rock Strikes 10. You also have Chris's other show, The Last Theater, where he talks about movies and film and whatnot. You also have I Am Vinyl with our good friend from up north, Pete LaRussa. And also from up north, we have Mark Striegel, who with Joey Haney also does Talking Rock. So all sorts of stuff there. Go over to cnjradio.com and listen to all of the shows. And also join us over on the Facebook page, cnjradio.com we would love to have you and that way you can keep up with everything that's going on in our little world and that brings me to the final song of this this one i didn't even know this was coming out honestly this sort of uh, just showed up in my feed and people were, were posting about it and i was like well holy crap guess i better check this out i, I actually kind of liked the first one that they did you know this definitely wasn't going to make it in the top 24 at all because it's a live record and i don't consider live records or best of or almost most of the things that are in this list would not be considered for my best of of the year but metallica <laughs> did another snm and it's uh it, man it's really good it's those guys have really got it all down now think whatever you want to about metallica you know they've uh they've pulled it off whatever that is it's it's it they did it they've pulled everything off that they need to pull off so except for saint anger that record still sucks that's <laughs> a, a very concise review of St. Anger. But anyway, I would say, you know, definitely check out the SNM2 live. This is off of that. This is wherever I may roam. I will see you all very, very soon.
The Synaptic Radio is brought to you by the Synaptic Empire in conjunction with cjradio.com.